Welcome back to episode 91 of Your Best Year Starts Here. And we ended the last episode by talking about the difference between a boss and a leader. And I I went through my acronym in that episode about what a boss is, Um, but I have another one that's for leader. So I I think people who listen to us talk probably think that we only can find words that have an acronym. So if I said, later on we're going to do it in Apple, they'll be going, that must be an appreciation. People, (laughs) leverage and energy. And people probably think, we're like bingo callers. We can't just say a number without an acronym. 88, you've got leaders. Well, I promise you we don't talk that way. It just helps me more than Neil, because Neil's a bit cleverer than I am. But it helps people, and for anyone who's an aspiring speaker, if you have a mnemonic or you have an acronym, and you can base your speech on certain letters of a word, one, it makes it easier to remember. Two, it lets your audience know where you're going. But more importantly, which you don't forget... So in the past, I used to run a program called the 10 Steps of Success, and I could never remember all 10. So I changed it to the four steps of success and gave extra value. <laughs> then I came up with impact, and then I had performance. Now I've got champion. Uh, I don't know if I've done Viagra for leadership yet, have I? I don't think so, no. How to keep you and your team up at all times. <laughs> but, but I had to use some letters to make it memorable to me. But it was so funny when I did Viagra, I hadn't told the guy who was interviewing me that's where we were going and I went, you know, there's only six ways to keep you and your team up at all times. And I said V, then I A, A. And on the camera, when I got to the G, you could see he had tweaked what was coming. What was coming. And and the the look of it was worth capturing just that moment. So in case everyone who's listening to our podcast thinks, do we only have acronyms and uh, mnemonics? The answer is probably yes. And there's no apologies, it just makes our life a lot easier. And I have a mnemonic later on for direct goals. So between the next six episodes, we'll deal with all of leader, we'll deal with all of direct, and maybe we'll have time for something else. So tell me your acronym, your mnemonic for leadership. Well, just before I do, actually, with what you were saying there about as a speaker, or, you know, for me, a speaker, content creator, author, you know, podcast host, whatever, th- there's two things you need. One is kind of frameworks or systems. So the acronyms or the alliterations or whatever. The other one is stories. And the two should be interwoven with each other. So for every point of your framework, so everything that spells out your acronym or whatever, you want some stories that back it up. Okay, I need to go one stage further. I just want to upset you. Go for so it. you need to have my fetish for PVC. <laughs> so you've got to have passion on your subject and there's got to be a vision to where you're going. And then you've got to be able to communicate it really well. Absolutely. And that bit about content, it's no use just having a great acronym if your content isn't consistent with your vision. Agreed. And if you're not passionate about your subject, and that's why Neil and I get so animated, because we love the work that we do. And we hope, just for the record, to everyone who's listening to this podcast, it comes across. So we're desperate to get your reviews, because what we want to know is, are we doing it right by you, because you're the listeners, and if you think we're not doing it right, tell us. I'm probably not going to change what I do, but Neil probably will. But we'll, we can learn from it. But you'll always see, and you'll always hear, that we're passionate about our subject, 
And that's how we can have so much fun doing our podcasts. Yeah. But I mean, the, the funny thing for me is having built loads of these frameworks for presentations for myself and for other people and for, in fact, just for businesses, for things like marketing brochures and stuff like that, I actually ended up creating, and we haven't done this in any of the episodes, and maybe we will at some point, I actually ended up creating a formula for how to create one of those frameworks. And I call it the business framework formula because these days everybody needs a BFF. And it's, <laughs> okay, but it, it spells the word, it spells the word formula basically. And it's how to derive something because I actually think so. <laughs> But I think so many people approach it the wrong way in that they start with, here's a word, and now want to make things fit that, rather than going, hey, what are the points I'm trying to make in this presentation or in this brochure or in this course I'm creating or, you know, or in this book I'm writing? Now that I've got those key points, how do I actually structure them in such a way that make them memorable both for me and for the people that are consuming it? So just for the record, this episode, we're not actually going to give you anything. We're just going to tell you why we like acronyms. I love that one. Alliteration as well as mnemonics. Do you know how to spell mnemonic? Uh, with a P. Yes, that's right. Which is really complicated when you don't know that's how you spell it and you can't look it up in the dictionary because it's under camouflage. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Under camouflage, I like that. So but let's, let, let's go back to leaders because that's what we promised we were going to do in this episode. And I will take you through the six points of a leader and then we can maybe dig into each one to actually fill the episode up. I know sometimes we've only re- revealed like one or two things, but I'm going to give you all six and then we'll go through them. And if that goes into two episodes, it does, we might get through it in this one. But what is a leader? So for me, first thing, the L, it's about listening sorry it's about listening, listening sorry yeah okay it's, it's about being in the room as you would say yes. right it's about you know giving attention and actually taking things on board you know um the best salespeople. you know people say salespeople with the gift of the gap they're not the best salespeople are the ones who know when to shut their mouth and listen and it's the same thing if you're a great leader you need to know when to shut your mouth it's not always about what you've got to say or what you're going to give to people, it's also what you're prepared to take on board from people, and you're going to show them that you actually care. Remember that line I used? When was the last time you gave your staff a good listening to? Yeah, exactly. As against talking to. Exactly. Great leaders. Second part, empower. So we talked about overpowering boss. You know, as a boss, it's my way and that's it. The big difference with empowering someone is you basically go, what's your gift? What are you good at? How do I enable you to do more of that? So it's not about squeezing a square peg into a round hole or vice versa. It's, you know, it's understanding in your team who you've got, how things work, you know, using your, your zoo, you know, which animal is somebody? What's the best way to communicate with someone who is that animal? What's the best way to actually get someone to show up as their best? And for me, empower should be, should be spelled I-N-P-O-W-E-R, as in when you empower someone, you put them in power as themselves. So that's the next part. Then it's about appreciation. You know, do you appreciate the people you're leading Do you let them know that you appreciate them? Do you actually say thank you? Do you actually take time not just to listen, but to give positive feedback or feed forward and encourage people and actually move them in the right direction? And you know that when you receive a a, a small note, a card, I got sent a small bar of cameras, it was small, just for the record, that just said thank you on it. It meant as much as the large one kilo bar of chocolate because someone had taken the time just to say thank you. One, one of the weirdest things I've had, and I don't know if I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but one of the weirdest things I've ever had that really meant a lot to me was a thank you card for a refund. 
And I know that sounds like a weird thing to get, but I had a client that had arranged to come on a, a training that I was running. It was a, a two-day retreat, actually. And then because of some health reasons, was unable to attend. And when they reached out to me, I was just like, okay, not a problem. Is there another way we can make this work for you? You know, And we looked at whether there were other ways we could effectively give them the same result and still work together. There wasn't anything that was going to be appropriate at that time, so I just refunded their money. They were surprised how easy it was to get the refund. And so not only did they send me a card, they found one with a monkey on it to send me. Right? Very cool. Very and it was like the, the effort in terms of finding the right card, but also taking the time to say thank you for actually you did what you tell people to do. That, and that was the bit that touched me the most. And as you know, with people who are trying to get their refunds from other companies, because it's been so awful to get it back and not feeling appreciated, and the favourite airlines of the world not being there, yep. a small thank you, you know, British Airways did it very badly in a way, because they thanked all their gold members by allowing us another year, yep. but still giving us hassle in other areas. Yep. So about another year... Being it's interesting because I had one of those emails from BA saying, hey, we've extended your membership for a year. And blah, blah, blah. I've got a friend that's worked for British Airways for 25 years that, you know, at the time I received that, didn't actually know if she had a job anymore. And if she did, knew that it would be on lesser terms than yeah. she'd previously been employed. And, you know, to me, it's like, sorry, I don't, you know, I don't really want this. I want you to look after the people you employ. Well, that's because... That particular airline, who won't reach known, is probably a boss, not a leader. Absolutely. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But anyway, so we appreciate. Then we delegate. Now, we talked about delegation a little bit in the last episode from a boss's perspective. This is about true delegation. And true delegation is, here is the result we're trying to achieve. I'm going to leave you to do it. Not, here's the task I want you to do in exactly this way, and someone's going to stand over your shoulder and monitor you and point out every single time you get it wrong. That's the difference. It's true delegation. It's giving responsibility to other people to allow them to shine. And you know that when people get that type of responsibility, it lifts their self-esteem, lifts their self-worth, and then the job they do is 10 times better. Exactly. Exactly. The E is for educate. As in when things do go wrong, because they will, don't blame, educate. You know, let, let's get serious for a minute. Yeah, how do we make good decisions? From experience, right? Yep. How do we get the experience? Well, exactly, yeah, by screwing up. You know, the things we get wrong are where we get our biggest lessons, which means we get it right next time. So allow people to do that. You know, I'm not saying encourage people to actively get stuff wrong all the time, but give them the freedom that they can and then educate them so that next time round they actually do things differently and get a better result. So do you know what we used to do in my finance company? If someone made a mistake and they owned up, they got a temporary reward. Mm-hmm. Because they then taught the other 70 members of staff what the mistake was. Yep. If somebody then made the same mistake after being told, it was £100 of charity they had to give. Okay. So what we were saying was, we want you to show up, tell us where you've messed up, and we'll reward you so you can teach 70 other people what not to do. Yep. If them people were too silly not to listen remember what doesn't work, we're not going to embarrass you. But I think the charity needs to deserve, so get be deserving of your stupidity. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea to me. And then the final bit, the R is about respect. You know, because what do most bosses crave? Respect. What do most leaders get? Respect. 
And, and it's interesting when you talk about respect because when we say respect, you know, it starts with our children. You know, we want our children to when they go to somebody else's house, we want them to be respectful. Yep. But we're shouting in the car to say to be respectful. You know, it, it, it's a bit of a, a weird scenario. But, but yeah, for me, respect is totally a two-way thing. You can't have respect in one direction and it be true respect. You know, if you've got someone who you look up to as like an idol and you put them on a pedestal, if when you actually meet them, they don't respect you, they won't be on that pedestal for very long, right? You know, too often, bands, those type of people, they're on the tight schedule, but they've been told by the promoters, you know, you're going to be meeting some fans. Well, we've looked up to these people, so we're thinking they're going to love us. The problem is they've just performed, and I'm not putting myself in any category like rock stars, but there are times I've been on stage for two hours, and when I've finished, and 30 people come up and want interviews, and they want their photos taken, I have no idea what it must be like to be a rock star, but there have been times where all I wanted to do is to sit down, have a diet coke, be left alone for 20 minutes, but you can't do that, but I know in my mind, that's what they would like. Yep. And I'm sure I've let a few people down, and people who listen to the podcast saying, yes, you've let me down. It wasn't done out of lack of respect. I was just naked. Yep. And I, I didn't know that was going to happen. But if I now rethink about it, 20 minutes after you finish speaking, you still haven't finished speaking. Yeah, absolutely. And that will have to be my own lesson as I'm listening to what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it depends on the venue. I think it depends on the event. I think it depends on yeah, how you get on, on and off of the stage, for example. You know, there are events where you're coming from backstage. When you finish, you exit to backstage. You actually don't have any need necessarily to have an interaction with that audience unless you choose to. Yes, but there are times. But there are, where... but those are the, those aren't the common venues, are they? That's that's the point I was about to make. Is as a you know as a speaker, I, I, I'm speaking for myself here rather than for both of us. But certainly, my experience is there's a lot more events where when you finish, you kind of walk through the audience. You know, you are still in the same hotel or venue after you've finished, maybe for an hour. And people are around and they want to say hello and they want you to, you know, sign books or they want you to, like you say, you know, answer questions or do interviews or take pictures and selfies. I didn't look very pretty before. And now on stage afterwards when I'm hot and sweaty, it's my own self-esteem that's going, I think I look revolting. I'm probably all sweaty. And someone wants to do a selfie and I, and I can see my reflection in the picture. Um, but I'm, I'm learning to be more respectful because I know to them, they want a bit more and a piece of. Yep. So I have learned a bit more just from that concept of the lead of the art. I need to be careful of my respect. Well, and I, th- I think the, 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 overall, the overarching thing for me, um, and we're pretty much up to time on this episode, but I think the overarching thing for me is this. I've, I've kind of got an unwritten rule in my life that says, treat people the way you want your loved ones to be treated. Because I know a lot of people have this thing of treat people the way you want them to treat you. But here's the truth. I will put up with a lot more crap myself than I would allow my mum to put up with or that I would allow my daughter or my son to put up with, right? You know, the people that are close to me that I care about are much more protective of how they're treated than actually how I'm treated personally. So my kind of golden rule when I'm doing most things actually is treat people the way I would want the people I care about to be treated. I think that's a great lesson to end today treat people the way you'd like your loved ones to be treated in a similar scenario. Yep. I will have a lot of learning from that one. 
cool. Well, let's wrap it up there. You know the normal drill. If you haven't yet left us a review, please do. If you got value from this, please share it. You know, the more listeners we get, the more reviews we get, the more impact we can actually make with this podcast and the more leaders that we can help to create. So thank you for tuning in. Your message, your message.